Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and the gentleman sitting next to me who compared his balls to the twin, moon, twin sons of Tatooine is Doug. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think I, you might have jumped a nerd shark right there. No, I said that they were uh, like staring, uh, my balls were like staring into the sun, like staring into two suns. A uh, logic step would be to uh, say they, they were like the twin sons of Tatooine. I think you jumped a nerd shark right there. Although I'm surprised you didn't scream lawyer at the end of that. <laughs> Star Ward! Um, oh, Jedi'd. Jedi'd. You should have done jedi That would have been awesome. That would have been a nice topper. That would have been That would have been it. We're going to start saying that now. I'm this. totally going to start saying Jedi'd. Ugh. Well, this was an awesome week for both of us because we went and we both went and saw the new Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. The World's End, which was freaking awesome. I liked it. I... Uh... It was a nice, um, nice cap to the. I was telling you the 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 Coronado trilogy, the Ice Cream and Death trilogy. Blood. Uh, what did I say? Death. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, Ice Cream and Blood trilogy. You gonna burp? Uh, a little bit. It's okay. Um. Just don't vomit on my carpet. I just had a. You don't want me to vomit. I've had a. Please don't vomit a, on my a carpet. Sausage McMuffin uh, from Seven Eleven and uh, some Cliff Bars, so. I'm pretty sure it'll all come up looking exactly like it went down. I just like that you don't even reference the fact that my carpet is completely and utterly destroyed. What? Would not you... before, uh, not, it would be after I uh, resuscitated my breakfast on it. It's just one of those, no, nah, it's one more stain. It started out, like, just, you know, I've lived in this apartment for years. It started when I was, I feel like I was watching Community on Hulu and knocked over a giant 7-Eleven big gulp of cherry soda on the oh. floor. And then it was just done. I'm like, meh, I'm gonna have to replace the carpet in here anyways. Oh well. I already know what I'm gonna. T- I already know the part of the conversation we're gonna open up with in uh, when I describe it on iTunes. Okay, fair enough. So, but we both went and saw World's End, which I absolutely loved, and not just because one of the characters reminds me of bosses that I've had a lot. The Simon Pegg character. Simon Pegg character who's obsessed with Sisters uh, Gary of- Gary King. Yeah, is obsessed with Sisters of Mercy. Reminds me of two bosses that I've had now. For okay. various reasons. I was a little sad he wasn't wearing the pointy uh, goth boots. He was wearing Doc Martens, but that does make sense. However, I love the fact that he's, he's still, he's just the same person that he's been since he was 19. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad like, but it's uh, by the end of it, but... Um... Oh, it's incredibly sad, but it's just, I've met so many people like that. He totally looks like a Neil Gaiman character from Sandman the entire movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, or like a Sandman parody, maybe. <laughs> um, no, like a character. Okay. Like I said, just like a background character in like almost any issue of Sandman. Um, speaking of background characters, did you notice um, when he's uh, and lots of spoilers? I should have said this at the beginning. So many spoilers. It, it, yeah, so many spoilers because this will go up within weeks of the movie coming out. Um, so just so you know, um, uh, might want to once again scrub ahead. Of, um. But, uh, did you notice that when he's in the, uh, this isn't really spoiling much, but, uh, just in general, uh, but when he's in the, um, the group therapy, mm-hmm. the girl sitting next to him is the Bloody Mary, uh, Bloody Mary character from Shaun of the Dead. No, no, I Yeah, there were a lot of, there were, I can't, because I was like, she looks really familiar, and I'm like, oh, that's Bloody Mary. Um. Yeah, there are a lot of Sade, curious. first album I bought. <laughs> Batman soundtrack. Toss it. <laughs> um. Do the bat dance. Do the bat dance. That's not even the bat dance. 
that's not the bad I'll see in the future. And oh, that's not the bad dance. That's the first track on it, though. I had that on tape. Had that on tape. Oh, go figure. Oh, I was like nine when that came out. Like, I I was Batmania. I was gonna say I love the scene when they're sitting around trying to name the blanks in World's End, and all of the other names they come up for them. I'm really sad they didn't call them Blue Bloods. I like I I we talked about this uh, off air, but I like the when they called them no, no bots. bots, and then it was like whatever like clinky clinky smashy smashy yeah clinky clinky smashy smashy or whatever that was was uh, that would have been good. Um, was uh, Martin Freeman um, the the character who ends up without a head? Um, a lot of decapitation in this. Um, he played one of the sergeants in Hot Fuzz. I was gonna I was gonna ask. He was one of the London sergeants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when they're with him and Bill Nye and, mm-hmm. um... Oh, Bill Nye, you're so awesome. Uh, and who, who was the... Didn't they bring in a third one? Oh, yeah, but it was a, a, an older actor that I can't think of off the top of my head. Who's been in a lot of other stuff yeah, that's yeah. gonna drive me fucking crazy until I remember who it was. And then the guy that was, uh, that worked the, uh, the counter in the small town was, mm-hmm. uh, his boss in Spaced. Um... Not not a lot of, like, I mean, there was some repetitive casting that I liked. I mean, there was a lot of nods that you had uh, Martin Freeman come back. Um, Bill Nye is the voice of um, uh, the, uh, the network. The network. Um, uh, there were a few others, other than their usual, like, Nick Frost and, and uh, or, uh, yeah, Nick Frost and Simon Well, Peg. you and I have had this conversation before. I feel like there's repetitive casting in a lot of things, just because I think there is a very small pool of British actors that work at that level. Dumbledore and the governor on Doctor Who. I mean, there you go. And I, I was actually I was just in the middle of um, this will not get Whovian, don't worry. Um, I'm sorry, Doug, you need more time. We'll get Whovian at some point, but I need you to be at least one step away from watching it the first time before I, we talk I know, about I it. I said this is not going to get Whovian. Um, we've now effectively ruined the magic of the word Whovian. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I was listening to the David, the, the David Tennant... Um, <laughs> doctored oh, oh that's really good too crap this is gonna start happening all the time now yep um but uh no I was listening to the the David Tennant uh, Nerdist and um he's such a nice man I didn't realize he was Scottish um it, it's it's one of those where the accent is so well hidden well hidden like Hugh well Laurie not well hidden but I mean like yeah, Hugh, it's like Hugh Laurie in house Hugh Laurie fuck Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead like yeah radically different um you know but I'm going that's going from like you know uh, south uh the I almost said South American I thought you were going to say South William Tales and then I was going to hit you no we don't talk about that much uh I was going to beat you with my leave-in conditioner were you going to make my eye look like it did when you got shot in the eye which was the same uh, visual effect that was in Donnie Darko I want to hurt you so much right now and Steffler pulls a Nick Fury can we talk about World's End so I stop being angry about this? Uh, but, so my point was that uh, David Tensama, how there's like, it, it seems that there's like, yeah, a small pool of, of British actors. But just work at that level. Which is weird because... Because uh, everybody else is working Because David Tennant was in Harry Potter and that's got a bunch of the British actors as well, like Maggie Smith, Alan Rickman. I'm sad Kenneth Branagh hasn't been in one of the Edgar Wright films yet. Maybe he'll be an Ant-Man. I love Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I'm disappointed he's not coming back to, to direct uh, um, Thor 2. I mean, I really thought he was uh, kind of a cornerstone to 
the almost like Shakespearean epicness. Maybe he didn't like working at that level. I think he just was like, I'll, I'll do it. And then it's like, oh no, this is part of like this like bigger, big, bigger universe franchise. Blocks, yeah. And it's like, I think he just was like, oh, this would be really fun. And then he's like, nah, and then I, now I'm out. Like, yeah, like I, I, I came when I did, you know, I, I did what I came to do and, and now I'm done. Well, you know, let's look at it this way. Maybe he just has some other awesome project he's working on and doesn't have time. Not Thor 2? Like I said, maybe he just has something awesome he's working on and doesn't have time. That's fine. That's, I mean, yeah, I'm not knocking him. Yes. Um, so, Edgar Wright, though, had a lot of the same beats that he does in his other films. However, you were talking about how it's not as smash-cutty. <laughs> no, the pacing the pacing uh, slowed down. Um, smash-cutty? I, I like saying it. Um, it's, yeah. It's, but, I mean, he, he still has, you know, the, the beats with it, the it's not a, It's not as smashy-smashy. I was gonna say it with pouring of the drinks, and I was gonna say he still has. I mean, yeah, him laying out the plot at the beginning with you not realizing it. Well, the the yeah, I mean the 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 cinematography and the shooting. Do you think you can say the a few more times, Doug? The I think I can the. And now we've ruined the word the. Um, You've now ruined the magic of the word the. I'll never ruin the magic of the word fuck. Um, um, I don't know. Pat Oswalt is a very, very obvious email that will prove you wrong on that one. Oh, yeah. Bill Gates will be working on that technology. Stop. Stop. Um, no. Um, see, I'm trying to figure out how not to say the. Um, well, I just don't want you stuttering. But the, <laughs> I don't think anyone wants me stuttering. It's just, it'd be unfortunate. Um... But the <laughs> you totally just the block me, like the foreshadowing of the plot. Um, the the way they shot. Um, I'm so hung up on it. The way they shot. I can't the, you the, so the flashback. You the can't. flashback. Yeah. The fuck. <laughs> oh, the magic of podcasting. Oh man, it only took me 14 episodes to fall apart. Um. <laughs> well, we found the breaking point. Deborah finally got Doug to stop talking. Quit saying the fuck. Something that too. <sighs> um. Why but the way the way the the way the like. high school flashback was like. I'm just gonna move on. The way the high school flashback was shot. Um, the way he poured the drinks was very, Edgar, especially early Edgar. Right, you see that in space. You see that in Shaun of the Dead. You totally see the, it in Hot the, um, yeah, yeah, With yeah. the drinks more than anything else. Um, but yeah, all of those quick cuts, um, he didn't use them as much, um, in, uh, World's End, and it kind of slowed the story down, which was nice, because you could, um, it, it slowed down the pacing so you could take it in more, and I just think in a, for a zombie movie, the quick cuts and the smash cuts worked fantastic, same in an action movie, but in a science fiction movie, like, there wasn't a necessarily a, a reason for them to be there and I imagine that Edgar Wright is um, methodical in terms of how he thinks of how to shoot things he doesn't just put things in willy nilly um, but he's also really good at doing a movie that has an action element or a sci-fi element or a supernatural element but making it more about the emotional growth of the character as opposed to the extraordinary events well, that the, just happen the, to be happening around well them. and the colonel I mean the colonel at, in World's End was just Heart, was heart wrenching. 
but they also had little things like that along the way, like when he's confronting his childhood bully. Well, or not confronting and then destroying the avatar of his childhood bully. That was awesome. With the <laughs> Come mo- on, it's not worth it! Yes, yes it, it is! is! With the most ineffectual branch I've ever seen. Um, he hits him with the leafy pits. Like, but it's just, it's so heart-wrenching when he's first talking about who this person was. And, and what it meant to him in a, in a, in that way. And How everybody's it, just like, oh my god. And then there's freaking Simon Pegg, Gary King, showing up with the shots to completely render it useless and pointless. No, I thought that was perfect because you know no, what? No, no, I mean, it was perfect and it was completely correct in the scene for the story that he was going to. But you're just like, oh my god, he's the Carol. He's so the Carol. Does he end up... He doesn't end up a robot, does he? No. No. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Because they talk about how his life went back to normal, but no one noticed. He ends up a robot. No, he doesn't. Uh, the only three that don't end up robots are uh, Simon Pig, right. Nick Frost, you're and right. the no. tall guy. Yeah, you're right. He does end up as a robot. And all their names are... Uh, all their last names are based on um, uh, uh, court offices. You have King, Knightley... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chamberlain. And I didn't catch this, but apparently the knight's head, or the king's head, pub, I guess uh, looks a bit like uh, Simon Pegg on purpose. Oh, didn't even notice. But he did, but uh, speaking of which... It says gay king. Someone scratched out the R. That That was was me. me. No, Um, he's just one of those, he's totally the Carol. He's that, that friend of the group that... You really liked, and then he's just kind of not changed. You talking about Simon Pegg or yes, the bullied guy? I'm talking about Simon Pegg. Okay. I was gonna say how everybody's grown up a little, and he hasn't, so he's ended up. Everyone's being, grown up a lot. I was gonna say you end up being yoked with this person, that you remember why you liked them, but now it's just kind of a hassle to put up. Well, with Well, and you know we still have. I know we're getting to that age, um, but you know we do have the friends who are, you know, a lot of our friends are getting married or having, having kids, kids, and it's a little hard being like, but like. You know, I'm I'm kind of that friend where I'm like, let's go out, and it's like. Which is funny since you have a kid. Yeah, that's true. I just have three cats. Like small furry children. No, they look after themselves. Like small furry adults, like midgets. How was your outside voice? You have small furry pecs. That's P E C K S, not. Like your abdomen muscles. You made it weird. Okay. Speaking of furry, speaking and speaking, I told you this. Speaking of furry packs, I named my uh, I named my uh, six month old food baby. His name We're is... not gonna call it your gunt. No, that sounds horrible. So I'm calling him Gutbert, <laughs> which sounds better for some strange reason. You know, I think we should take a maternity portrait, where I'll be like. No, I was gonna say touching your every, belly. Yeah, every yeah, every 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 couple of weeks we can check out the like we'll have a bump watch on my on the website. Actually, I love that idea also because it'll probably motivate you to work out some more. Um, actually, I'm I'm walking more because of my new job. I'm walking um uh, about twenty minutes more a day. Um, I'm active at work. I'm I'm running back and forth between kitchen and front of house. Um. Which makes my feet hurt. I I gotten used to um sitting down at jobs. See, I know you're being a lot more active at this job, but I was going to say, it's going to be a little bit hard for you to consume as much pop culture as we normally do, since you can't just sit there with your computer watching the uh, security camera Watch. when customers come in. No, we had a doorbell, so they would I'd hear them come in and they could I could see them before they saw me. My issue with that is, it's funny on the business side of things, is when I get texts 
um, from uh, all you guys on the BACN um, and our fans that go, oh, you know, this and that, or this isn't working, or, you know, what about this? And I'm like, yeah, I can't really get... You don't have as so much time to do tech support. I, 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 can't, I can't get right on that. I mean, I know I've referred to it as, as or, third person. By the person. way, if people stop using Internet Explorer, it sucks. If you stop using it, you won't have that problem. Yeah, but the weird part is we didn't... I never caught that... I never caught anything with that from um, this show. It was only from our sister show, Shooting the Gap. So that begs interesting questions like, are people actually listening to our snippets? Um, eh. So we kind of did this for us more than anything else. Yeah, but we're gonna off air talk about how um, I'm gonna radically change the website again. Um, n- not design wise, okay, uh, platform wise. No, we'll, we'll off it. We'll off air talk about this. Moving on. You and I both recently finished a super awesome book by Warren Ellis. Yes, we did. We uh, you finished it way faster than I did. I tore through Gun Machine in one day because it totally sucked me in. I tore through a gum machine in, what, three weeks? I don't remember. You kept saying you only had 40 pages left, for like, like, ever. For, like, three days? However, it was a very dense book when it came to the end, so I can understand why it took you so much longer. It's the way he wrote it. It's so... Every sentence is so seemingly... um, Packed. Just precise. Where it just... Every every third sentence... It is very layered. Yes. And every third sentence just hit me in the eyes where I was like, I need to reread that and like really take it in. Um, you were very awed by this book as well. I was extru- I was rave by, reviews for Gun say, Machine by how well it was written. Um, the I I know what it I know what went into uh, researching it on Warren on on Ellis's part. Um, uh, weirdly, um, no trips to America. That's odd. Uh, it was all use of like, like um, the like Google Maps and and things like that to see where certain things are, and it's very interesting because he talks about like trees on the corner of yeah, you know, La Brea and something, and it's like, oh, he must have no, he didn't. You know what's odd is that you were talking about a book that you were reading that you didn't like because the author assumes you have an inherent knowledge of L.A. Mm-hmm. He assumes you have somewhat inherent knowledge of New York, and I was fine with that. I said La Brea when we were talking about New York, but anyway, um, I wasn't gonna say anything. Uh, I mean, but I mean, mass amounts of research, especially in, in terms of when you read it, um, which I hope the audience does, um, of the history of um, the Indian, New York. I was going to say the Indian settlement uh, of Manhattan. Well, especially with the, the Hunter character. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just, I mean, you want to talk layers. I mean, it literally is about the different histories of a city and you've got the, the Native American history, you've got kind of a, a more modern history in terms of the, the data lines um, and the, the fiber optics and um, the pop culture map of things. Um, two of the characters combined make me think of you. The, the two uh, CSI? No, one of the CSI guys, Bat. Which, of course. by the way, I love that they never explained if that's his real name, if it's short for anything or anything else, and they make one joke about it the entire time, where she's like, what's it short for? And he's, Batmobile. Batmobile. Loved it. Um, and, uh, I was gonna say, the lead detective, actually. Those, I think you and, uh, I was gonna say, him and Bat combined would be you, simply because of his love of consuming everything pop culture-wise. He loves prints, he loves music, and well, yes, Bat. Oh, okay, you're, wait, are, you talking about, are you talking about Tallow yes, or Bat? Tallow. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way he, when he describes his car is like the back's it's a pile of information. Like I said, that made me think of you immediately. It's, 
and I was talking because I was at a new job, so I've you know been getting to know new coworkers and new people, and then they're getting to know me. And it was one of those I said, you know, I I don't like being bored, and part of that is just I don't like being bored at work. I like to be doing stuff. I like to be busy, but mentally I don't like to be bored. I like to be. I'm constantly taking in. You know, I'm, I'm always playing games or watching movies or reading books. It's like I, my brain has to be constantly entertained, or it's or or I end up like up up at five thirty in the morning writing emails, um, uh, imaginary emails to people. So, which will yeah. be real emails, and we'll talk about that later. You and I will talk about that later. So I guess we're gonna tease a little bit, but okay. So <laughs> I was gonna say, so like I said, Gun Machine though. Fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Incredibly well descripted. Descripted. I was going to say... Written? Was the way he described things, though... It was, it was very descriptive. I was going to say it was visual enough without talking it to death. No. And that's the thing. It's like... It's almost like what's not there in some of the sentences where mm-hmm. you're just like, fuck. Yeah. It's a, And it's... I wouldn't say it's... I mean, Warren's a good... An amazing writer. Uh, excellent writer. Transmet is my top, favorite yeah, top, trade top of three, all Top three, top three, my influences. Um, he's he's always going to be number one. Um, but you can tell there's like almost a departure of style there. That, it's a incredible departure of um, style. In so much that if you read Transmet and then read Crooked Little Vein, you can go, yeah, okay. There's you know threads of his style there, and there were there. Not that I'm saying it wasn't in his style. For well, Gun Machine. And I'm a big fan of Crooked Little Vein. I had one complaint about it that he completely and utterly took care of in this book is that Crooked Little Vein was a little bit too episodic for me. And I'm like, you know, he's used to working in comics and this is his first novel. So it's, it's I was going to say, I can see why it would be like that. Gun Machine was not episodic oh, so it was like, Okay, so it was like all. chunky is what you mean. Yes. Okay. I was going to say Gun Machine was, no, no. It was a very, very slow build Putting together, like I said, putting together, but not in a bad way. Oh no! Say, but putting together the pieces of information and building and building and layering and I was going to say getting everything into place and then like just a bomb went off at the end and you're like, bam! All of this came together. Well, it was, all of the knowledge and the pieces are there waiting for you. Yeah. Well, and I I told you it's a very uh, Neil Gaiman Neil Stevenson ending where you're kind of like, how is he going to wrap this up in the last fifty pages? Like, and then he does. And you're like, ah. Just jaw dropping, um, yeah, mm, yeah. Um, uh, and I and I, I I've always loved that they they nicknamed the hunter CTS crazier than shit. Um, and I like that they never named him. I did too. That he was just a hunter, and even even Tallow, the main character John Tallow, doesn't know he's called the, uh, that. He thinks of himself as the hunter. The hunter. But um, the the only thing I didn't like was when you talk about being descriptive was the chapter, and I, you and I have talked about this. Uh, the chapter where um, the hunter gets the first uh, his first gun after the stashes, after the gun machine is, is discovered, but it's the gun he's going to kill Tallow with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard chapter to read at the end of a night. Like that, those couple of chapters of him setting everything up, the hunter himself setting everything up, like like the game Mousetrap, um, is what it made me think of. It was very Rube Goldberg machine. Um, he had to go get his Wonderflonium. Sorry, go ahead. Um, did you hear the joke that uh, there's a new? Uh, uh, was it? I think uh, uh, Kamel Nanjiani uh, yeah. tweeted. Uh, there's a we discovered a new element, seranium, uh, or Syria, Syria, Syrianium. Uh, it's really important, but no one seems to give a shit. 
like a bit of a political aside from from Kamel Nanjani, who usually uh, makes pop culture one uh, tweets, but um, I loved that. I was like, you just said wonderful, and I thought of that because I went, oh, no one really knows what's going on there. But anyway, I was gonna say, yeah, no, I I loved Gun Machine. I was gonna say I am gonna have to go out and get my own copy because I borrowed yours. But I mean, I tore through the book in one day. And see, I think you should go back and really absorb oh, the I'd way. Love to. It's just I'm not saying you didn't absorb, but you know, like I poured over that. Oh, and I'm a rereader. I was gonna say, you know that when I enjoy a book, I will reread it. Slamming that Red Bull. I am. That's right. Use that fuel cell. Use that fuel cell. Oh, delish. Hey, Red Bull, send me a case. Um, oh my God. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So you actually saw. Two more movies since the last time we recorded. Actually, mm. well, you saw them before the last time we recorded. We just didn't get to them. Do you just want to do quick little blurbs on those? We do. Oh, I forgot my notes on the one. Um, I wouldn't say I saw two movies. I'd say, I, I'd say I saw one and a half movies. Okay. Um, I saw Kick-Ass 2, which I really liked. Um, and this is going to be sp- spoilers. Spoilerific. Spoilers on one and the other one I don't give a shit about, so I don't care if I spoil it or not. Um, but Kick-Ass 2 was... It was good. Um, I had read the comic. Uh, I had read the uh, the Hit Girl uh, Hit Girl prequel, and then Kick Ass too, um, as I'm a, a big uh, Mark Miller fan. Um, and uh, my issues with with Kick Ass Two were I was just there were there are a few things in the comic that um, Mark Mark Miller is known for over the top, um, and uh, there's. In the comics, there's the scene... These are the two I'm going to talk about. The scene where um, Colonel Stripes um, gets decapitated, and so does his dog, and they put the dog's head on his body, and they leave him to be found by the kind of the... They red-wedded it. They did. They it's a nice day for a red wedding. Sorry, go ahead. Um, what house would Billy Idol be part of? If he were in Game of Thrones. That's a good question. Well, he's blonde, so Lannister's the obvious choice. What are you, a Lannister? Anyway. Um, it's my favorite insults. Rich as a Lannister. Which, what? Have you ever heard the phrase, rich as a Lannister? Yeah. They always pay their debts. Um, so I hear. Um, and they don't have that in the movie. No, they don't do that. They do decapitate him, but you don't see it. Um, but then he's like, yeah, so the, the dog head body is left to be found, um, by this, the coalition of, of, uh, street heroes. Should not have took that Red Bull. <laughs> Any hoozle. Um. Mistakes you made this week. Slammed a Red Bull while yeah, trying five, to Yeah, my mistakes was five minutes ago. Um, and then there was a scene where, um, despite, in, in the comics, um, uh, uh, Dave, uh, 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 Lazuski or whatever his name is, who's a real person, he won a um, a charity auction to have his name appear in a in a Mark Miller book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it became obviously like a huge blockbuster movie. But um, God, I would pay so much. Uh, I think I think it was something like fourteen hundred. I mean, it wasn't exorbitant. Um, but he did that. He did that with his um, comic, uh, not Superior. What the fuck is it called? Anyway. Um, I'll tell you about it in a second because the uh, the the ad print for it that didn't get used was "What if Batman was a cunt?" <laughs> Nemesis. 
Um, I'll tell oh, you. I'll God. tell you about it in a second because it's a really neat premise. I think you'd like it, and I want to share it as well. But um, write down Nemesis, and I'll know what's going on. We're gonna talk about Star Trek. No, we're not. Um, not that one. Uh, was Nemesis more Kirk finally died? It. Bane's in Tom Hardy's in Nemesis. Yeah, he plays uh, Picard's cloned self. Fuck, he does. Yeah, and no, uh, Shatner. Make it so. Shatner Kirk dies in uh, Generations. In Generations, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Don't you judge me, Internet. Uh, eh. Um. <laughs> Did you just say make it so in the Bane voice? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? So we're just gonna be us doing something terrible with Bane every episode. Isn't every it? episode. Um, Bane Club. Bane Club. Um, first fight of, first rule of Bane Club is, you don't talk about Bane Club. The second rule about Bane Club is, no one cares unless you wear a mask. Third rule is, which tube do I blow my nose out of? Yeah. Um. Do you have some finishing thoughts on Kick-Ass 2? The, uh, the second, so as I was getting to. Uh, the second part in the comics that was a little rough was, um, despite Dave and Katie Dumas not being together in the comic, uh, the Red Mist, who is now a supervillain, uh, dubbed the Motherfucker, um, and his, uh, supervillain gang, the Toxic Mega Cunts, um, they end up, uh, 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 beating, brutally beating and gang raping her in the comic. Yeah. Um... And it was one of those where, like, those are the two things where I'm kind of like, I can see why are those going to get the movie? Well, they they decapitate Colonel Stripes, but they don't do they don't they don't kill the dog, and they kind of make a joke about like, what about the dog? And they're like, just leave it. It's always so much more upsetting for me when animals die than when people die. But that's my point, and and hold on, so hold on, hold on to that for a second, and then in the what would be the rape scene in the movie is he's about to rape. Um, Kick-Ass's superhero girlfriend, Night Bitch. Um, God bless you, Mark Miller. And um, and then uh, 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 the motherfucker can't get hard, so he starts kind of like jerking it a little, and he's like, realizes it's just useless, and uh, just has the, have has uh, some guys beat the shit out of her. Um, he, pretty, still pretty evil. There's been a lot of superhero rape in the last few years, hasn't there? Super. Yeah, but that was fun rape. Horrified, awkward silence. Well, it wasn't like violent, loveless rape. Okay, we're moving on. We're just, just no, we're talking about when Ellen Page rapes yes, Rain Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. If you've never seen it, Dude, we just rape said rape is rape. All right. Yeah, I mean, I well. I mean, it wasn't Girl of the Dragon Tattoo rape, but it's still rape. I'm going to quote Carl on Aquatine Hunger Force here. I used to think rape was funny. Then it happened to me. <laughs> Haven't been raped. Still think it's funny. Um, I have to edit this out. But uh, my point is that they didn't have the gang rape and they didn't decapitate the dog. And I thought, had they done that in the movies, it would have established... I like how I just kept going. Um, <laughs> that uh, it really would have just hit home like the 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 one eighty that 
Yeah, I was going to say the motherfucker had done as uh, being evil. Yeah, I was going to say and completely, you know, demoral uh, or being immoral and and you know take taking that villain to the next you know level, um, or being a villain to the next level. Um, Admittedly, in a movie, I know. uh, I mean, you. uh, I meant to bring this up. I think on like our second episode uh, uh, or something where uh, Rum Diary, where I was wondering how they were going to do the gang rape scene. We talked about this last episode. Did we? Okay, yeah. was that last episode? Yeah. And uh, I know it's going to be in the movie, but the point is that those things kind of... They establish they, they kind of be They kind of come to define the character, and it's like, this is the level he's taking it. This is how bad it is. Yeah. This is how... Yeah. Um, and this is how bad it can get. Um, you know, if you were a real... If you were to be like, fuck it, I'm a super villain, and you had the money, you had the, you know, um, the hatred, like... Yeah, you would gang rape and brutally beat the guy's girlfriend. Like, I'm I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying, like I I I think it defines the level of like real world villainy. Fair enough. And that was one of the things that so I think kick I, ass that was something people liked is that it was supposed to be real world villainy. W- yes. Um. I I don't know. I thought it was a little softer than the first. Um, Kick-Ass, I thought the first Kick-Ass was a little edgier. Okay. Um, I mean, outside of what I just described. I'm sorry, um, it's, it's Kick-A, two dollar bill signs. And then the number two, right? Yeah, because they kept the, yeah. Fuck off. Like, everyone's at the internet. Ass is not a bad word anymore. Um, it's just not. I realized that. Um. Ass. Hell is, hell is not a bad word. It's just the place I'm going after I said rape was okay if it's Ellen Page. Uh, raping Rain Wilson. Because um, who doesn't want to see Shadowcott rape the guy from The Office? So, the other movie that you saw... <laughs> yeah, speaking of rape, got my eyes raped by this one. You got your eyes raped by Tween Clash of the Titans? I did, yeah. You went Clash saw... of the Tweetons. Um, oh, that's a good one! Clash of the Tweetons? Yeah. Alright, we'll use that. Um, yeah, you went and saw Percy Jackson too. I did, I did see Percy Jackson too. Um, none of the S's were dollar signs. Um, and in your defense, you saw Percy Jackson too because he had to kill some time. I did. I, I was running like literally three hours ahead on some plans. I was just like, "Well, that's it's that or Elysium," and we have discussed. We actually had what a twenty-five minute conversation on the phone about whether you see they were Percy within, Jackson too or Elysium. They were, and they were within like they were within two percentage points on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was sixty-six percent Elysium, sixty-four percent Percy, Percy Jackson. Jackson in the Sea of Monsters. Guess where he goes. Um, you know, oh, excuse me, yawn. At least the lightning thief has an air of mystery about it. Sea of monsters, you're like, yeah, fuck, he's gonna end up in a sea full of monsters. Um, but uh, he knows mermaids are evil. I killed good guys. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, do we just axe cop? Ju- just yeah, juxtapose that with axe cop. Um, and uh. I want to talk about right uh justin um we're not gonna talk about it on air there's a lot of we're not gonna talk about it on air but i just want you to remind me about it what um uh, just one of our viewers loves the the way we seamlessly go through um what do you want me to write down i'll just i'm just telling you right now so don't even worry about writing it down okay fine. one of our listeners likes that we uh weave in and out of references and um oh that's because i have no original thought my brain's completely made up of pop culture yeah i've i've got the time guts so, um, death bag is full of pop culture. Death, 
death bags full of time guts. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Percy Jackson. It was pretty much yeah, exactly. It was tween, literally tween Clash of the Titans. It was. You called me up. You said that I said it's tween Clash of the Titans, and then you went eh. Well, and that was about all of your observations. I'd rather wa- I'd, I'll tell you. I'd rather watch uh, Sea of Monsters than the Clash of the Titans remake. I will say that. Hmm. Um, and primarily because some of the uh, the casting from Percy Jackson I liked. They had uh, your fave, Stanley Tucci, pop up as uh, Dionysus. They also have both of our favorites, Nathan fucking Fillion. And Nathan Fillion pops up as Hermes, and he was really good, and he was really funny. Um, he uh, He's joined by uh, two bickering snake sidekicks. It doesn't make sense when you watch. Well, it does because he's got the staff with the two snakes, like the medical, yeah. the AMA thing, and they bicker. Like, and I think I think they were supposed to be African American. I'm not sure, but it kind of seemed like the two racist Transformers and Transformers Two. Um, like, the the snakes were almost to the level of like they were gonna do yo mama jokes. Like it was ridiculous, um, and. Uh, it was oh and uh, Anthony Head ends up uh, taking over for Pierce Brosnan, who weirdly enough was in World's End. Um, maybe that's why he wasn't in it. Um, Good choice, Pierce Brosnan. Good yeah, choice. excellent choice, Pierce Brosnan. Um, and I like that's the second Bond that Edgar Wright's had in his films now. Yeah, I guess Timothy Dalton Bond was, was in Hot uh, mm-hmm. Fuzz. Yep. Um, so, who's the new M? Oh, uh, Ray Fiennes yeah. is going to be the new M. Oh, Ray Fiennes. That's right. You stay in your office with your padded leather door. You well, know? he is uh, patient and English. Mm. Huh? Huh? Because he was the English patient. He's English and has patience. Okay, so I've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother. I uh, was at work. How'd you meet my mother? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, as I've said before, when I'm at work, I have to watch something that I've watched before, so I'm okay with walking away from it when I get busy. It's mostly just background noise for me. So I uh, was re-watching How I Met Your Mother, and I picked an episode at random and just started from there. However, I picked an ep- excellent episode to start watching again. It was uh, Slaps Giving. First one? Yeah. Nice. Like I said, I just randomly started watching it. I forgot how much I fucking love that show. Love How I Met Your Mother. Do we know how many slaps are left? I think it's one. They made... I don't know if we know how many slaps are left, because he made some deal with Marshall when he took off the ducky tie that he gets five more slaps. Or is it three more slaps? I think it's three more slaps. So I don't remember. I mean, maybe... Is it four slaps? Good, cool, man. That means it's going to be a good last season. Ugh. Uh, yeah, slaps giving. I'll put money to give him one at the wedding. I hope to God he gives him one at the wedding. Like, I, like, you may now kiss the bride. Smack! No, I don't think he'd ruin the moment like that. But it would be something maybe beforehand or at the reception. Or, like, right after he turns away from kissing Robin. Yeah. He let him get the kiss in and then slap him. I was gonna say, because they're they're not afraid to totally put the schmaltz in How I Met Your Mother. No, not after last season. I was like, gee. Well, and the season with um, Sarah Chalk was really schmaltzy. Uh, That's the season that Slaps Giving is in, is it? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, near the end of that season, it's when he's starting to date her and they get engaged. And he gives her the little orange kangaroo at the uh, video video arcade for he the... Spent like 50 bucks on it or whatever he No, says. he was trying to get the oversized engagement ring in the claw machine and he couldn't get it. Right. Um... 
I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't particularly fond of last season. So I'm really hoping they. Yeah, there was I, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's the reason we like it so much is because it's really like hanging out with a group of your friends. Yeah. Everybody has, you know, well, at least I hope everybody has that dynamic with some people, and you have your running inside jokes and. Well, I've got my you know architect friend. I've got my uh, judge friend. I mean, yeah, it's just like hanging out with my friends. Sorry, where do I fit in in that? Do I get to be Allison Hannigan? Do, do you want to be Allison Allison Hannigan? Well, I'm not married and popping out any kids. Well, I will get married shortly. I will not be having any children. Are you gonna get married ever. shortly? I'm working on it. I got my ace in a hole for not getting for not having a wedding. What the fuck does that mean? It means that I've been in negotiation with my parents for eternity about actually having a wedding, and I finally figured out a way to get out of it without them being able to argue. Oh, yeah. Subtle manipulation. No, it's not subtle. Huh. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. I was going to say. Nice day for a white wedding. Still on Billy Idol. Callback Mountain. Ouch. Ouch. So, you had a warning slash disclaimer. I had, yeah, this is the opposite of a spoiler. Or this could be the ultimate spoiler. Um, could be considered uh, an ultimate spoiler where uh, I was uh, surfing the net, as I usually do, and um, uh, fell down a wiki hole, uh, like I do. Like you do. Um, taking a break from my who hole. And... Um, Sorry, it sounds like it's code for something horrific. If you binge-watched season, what, five of Buffy? Could you consider that falling down a glory hole? Ooh. <laughs> That's a good one, Doug. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, so, you're, you're non-spoiler. But uh, I didn't realize that, you know, as abysmal as Wolverine Origins was... It's the same director that's going to be directing, uh, uh, or has directed, uh, Ender's Game. As if Ender's Game didn't have enough of shit going on up against it anyways, with Orson Scott Card being outspokenly against a gay marriage. Way to fuck your movie. Which, who cares in space, no one can hear same-sex marriage, so I don't understand why he's against it. It's more one of those things where it's like, you really want to put all this bad press on the movie that's coming out, that they obviously spent so much money on. And I'll admit, you and know... they had to have. I mean, if you read the book... Like, yeah, I read the it's, book. It's going to be a big budget. Like I said, it looks interesting. I'll admit it. All right, I like Ben Kingsley a great deal, and he's in it. So. I want to see Harrison Ford bounce back from Paranoia. Look on that one. So it's like, I, I, I'm interested. I'll probably go see it. But after that, and... I'll admit, I think Wolverine Origins had more problems with script... Yeah. Than anything else, but still, I'm like, ooh, can't believe he got another movie with a budget that big. I mean, has and he done... something with with the weight to it that, despite Orson Scott Card as human being, uh, as despicable as he is, um, but Ender's Game is known as like one of the it's... biggest best science fiction novels. It's been a staple ever. for. Yeah. A really, really long time is something that you need to read if you like Absolutely. sci-fi. I Absolutely. mean, it's, it's up there with, you know, Snow Crash and uh, Zero Mancer. Yeah. Uh, Neuromancer. Sorry. I'm thinking. Um, and even, I mean, I 
personal. I mean, I'll always throw um, bits and pieces of Vonnegut up into... Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But like I said, it's, Slaughter it's been a... Five, but, like I said, um, it's been a staple. For but for, like, hard sci-fi, like, it's it's one of the, like, it's the grand, it's one of the granddaddies of them all, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's up there with John Carter Mars, you know? And, and you know, it really is... I, wow. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. That's not gonna be good. It's John... I was gonna say John Carter in space, but that's basically what it was. Um, well, it's just that is another book that's been a staple. Now, if they would have called time. it John Carter and the Planet of Monsters, <laughs> maybe it would have made some money. I liked John Carter. Did you Did you see it? I did. I went with Anna. I liked it. It's Gambit. It's Gambit fights what? I mean, Gambit fights space dinosaurs. Like what the fuck? Is admittedly, it? it helps that he's not wearing a lot of clothing for most of the movie. Oh god. I like my eye candy. I was rewatching Death Race this week. Jason oh, you were Statham. talking about you were talking about his pet. You were talking his about his body is film. fantastic in that movie. Ooh, See, Jason I, I like to... Batman. Hmm. No, no. It'd be like having an American Doctor Who. You have a point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes, uh, buyer beware, Ender's Game. <laughs> yeah, really. Um. Uh, to jump back to Kick Ass, you wanted to talk about Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I was, yeah. Um. So like, we'll use the 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 jump from Batman on that. So the the ad line, the tagline that Mark Miller originally wanted to use for this comic called Nemesis was, "What if Batman was a cunt?" And I would buy it based on that tagline. I would I would have I would have so I would have I would have spent money on the poster, Um, but he dresses in all white, uh, no bat ears uh, on the cowl, but I mean basically a white Batman outfit. Um, Racist. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. He, d- he looks a little he looks a little Ku Klux, but you know. Yeah, but if you say that, you say all white without the without the ears. I immediately think a Greendale human being. No. Okay. Not oh God! Good. Someone gave it weapons. Who thought that was a good idea? Um. One of my favorite lines, but uh. So um. So yeah, basically, it's this rich. And he kind of has a backstory where, like, yeah, his, his parents were, uh, uh, like, held, like, drug orgies. Um, they were high, high, you know, high class. Uh, or upper, upper crust, yeah. Um, imagine kind of the, uh, the, the people you see at the orgy and preacher. Okay. Um, so there you go. Kind of a Jesus de Sade type of, um, not, not as, uh, not that they look like him, but I mean, you know, that kind of depravity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, in the upper crust, and um, they end up getting busted for, you know, drugs or whatever, and they end up uh, being uh, executed, and the son is, of course, traumatized, and um, takes his uh, wealth, trains, and becomes a super villain. Um, and he systematically breaks down, like, um, uh, the, 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 the main, the other main character is a, is a, a police commissioner. Okay. Um, and he uh, physically and psychologically breaks him down. And it's kind of like Commissioner Gordon against Batman from Commissioner Gordon's point of view type of thing. Um, but once again, super over-the-top violence. Um, well, that's kind of one of his trademarks. Well, yeah, I mean, at the the end of uh, the first Kick-Ass issue, you don't know if Dave's going to live or die because he was, like, very, severely, very graphically severely. hit by a car. Um but yeah, Nemesis. I was gonna say after you know, everyone at high school thinks he works as a male prostitute. 
down in the village. Oh, yeah, because he was found without clothes on. Because he ditched the costume. Costume, yep. There was, uh... Is that a police counter? What did we, what did we got? Who knows? I live in the city. Okay. You cannot breach the Fortress of Clapitude. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think the Fortress of Clapitude lives on the internet. Okay. So you cannot breach the Fortress of Clapitude. No. No. But, uh, so, somebody won an auction to have their name in Nemesis? Yeah. A charity uh, auction? Because I love that idea. Yeah, so, yeah, I Mark Miller does this. I, I think his brother works for ch- uh, some kind of charity organization. Um, and, they yeah, they do um, charity auctions for your name to be, a, a, like, a main character in his in comics. And he did that with... Um, Kick-Ass. With Kick-Ass and then with Nemesis. And I think Nem- I think it was the name... And Nemesis gave an alias. If that's not confusing enough to say. It's Nemesis... When did this come out? Nemesis was 2010? Okay. I was going to say, I will have to go to it, what I a, refer to as my comic it's, library. It's a, pre- it's a pretty quick read. But he, he, I mean, he has the whole, like, he does, it's kind of a new newer trope. Um, but it, it has, like, the, you know, the bad guy getting caught, like, on purpose. Um, and that's always a fun, it's a fun thing for me to see. I like when they do that. It hasn't been done ad nauseum yet. Um, I will have to go to what I refer to as my comic library at my friend Garner's house and see if he has it and read it. Um, if he hasn't, I recommend it. Oh, I'm I mean, sure he does, because um, he's, he's a big fan. Of, of Miller? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I it's Miller, I, I believe me. it's Miller and Francis Leniel, um, uh you is the, is the artist, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, if not, he did all the variant covers, because his art's popping up in my head. Um, and I liked I liked use art. Um, I didn't like it when uh, he did the New Avengers run uh, with uh, Bendis, but um, it, it worked for Nemesis. Hmm. Um, no, I was going to say it sounds like something I'd enjoy. I'll look. I'll look into it. You yes. How do your people call your other people, and then you know? Well, I need to go over there because I want to borrow the first couple seasons of Veronica Mars again, anyways. Uh, see, I'm gonna wait to re. Uh, I'm gonna re- wait to rehash Veronica Mars until we get closer to the movie. Well, I've been kind of, you know, been a little depressed lately, and it's like one of those, you know, when you're sick or sad type of things, you go back to things that you love and make you happy. MST3K so. the movie. Well, is that your my... sad? Is that your sad go-to movie? That is my sad, sick, happy. Yeah, like, bored. I will always go back, back to, to yeah. It's just the. Well, we have a thousand. We have a thousand parts of the machine. Ninety-nine, uh, nine hundred ninety-nine parts. Nine hundred ninety-eight parts. <laughs> 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 Don't forget me, Joe. I'm the wormy guy. Like, love, love the movie. You know. Um. So, uh, and the internet told me I was wrong. We have two corrections from last week. Arrow's stepdad, Walter, not Winston. Walter. Walter. Right. Sorry. The internet told us I was wrong. And it is the girl from Reindeer Games, which I don't know why neither of us knew this. Maybe because neither of us has watched Reindeer Games in an eternity, or yeah, ever I when it's going to say, or ever when it wasn't on TNT in the or, background. Or, or, yeah, just blanked it out on purpose. But uh, Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron, yeah. yeah. Did not realize she was in Reindeer Games. Yeah. Maybe that's why she did Monster. She had to erase Reindeer Games. I was games totally trying her. to think of a monster joke there. Like I said, like, where she had, she did Monster so she could erase Reindeer Games. Reindeer Games was... Uh, it's going to push Reindeer, that off Reindeer, her Reindeer IMDb games front is, page. Reindeer Games is a movie that was uglier than Charlie's Theron was in the movie Monster. She was really good in Monster. She was really, so was Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci was incredible in Monster. It really sucks with Christina Ricci because like, she keeps 
I, I feel like she keeps trying to like reach for like a comeback. Like she had Monster was a good one, or um, Opposites of Sex is actually pretty enjoyable as well. Yes, uh, Opposite of Sex and Black Snake Moan would be like my three, where I'd be like, she kept trying to get back in, and it's just like, for whatever reason, the movies were not accepted. Well, like, Monster was, but I mean, I feel like she's had some of the same problems that um, Claire Danes has had. Where everybody was talking about how good she was, but she wasn't getting the role she wanted, and she finally, you know, did her comeback in, uh, in Homeland. Homeland. But I mean, she had to go back to TV instead of doing films. Yeah, but you know what? TV is radically different than it was ten years ago. I mean, scripted. I mean, I'm I'm Wait, glad. Look at I'm, your Justified. Look, look at your, your Sons of Anarchy. Look at your Mad breaking, Men. Your Breaking Bad. Yeah. Your, I mean, I know I'm gonna sound obsessed, but uh, uh, Doctor Who. You've got. Um, uh, what what else is on FX that's that are, uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, 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 Walking. Did you say Walking Dead? I did not. Uh, Walking Dead. You know, I mean, you really have. I'm really glad justified. this is. Justified. Uh, I'm super excited. Well, and speaking of Justified, Rip Elmore Leonard. Ugh. I mean, he wasn't a major influence on me, but I mean, I read, um, I read and and saw both versions of uh, the Three Ten to Yuma. Uh, there's Justified, and there was one other one that in there. But he's, Elmore Leonard is right in there with the noir writers that I read, like uh, uh, Hammett and, oh, I um, Hammett. Uh, uh, who, who am I blanking out on? Uh, LA Confidential. Was that Leonard? No. No, no. That, that was, was, um, God. um, crap. Yeah, shit. Um, uh, James, uh, James Elmore. No, yeah, no, James, James Elroy? I don't know. We're gonna look this up and put it on our internet. Only I was wrong next week. Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. TV is wildly different. So I mean, I don't see it as a step back for Claire Danes. No, that she's on not. Homeland now instead of doing movies. She, but it's the same thing with Christina Ricci. I feel like she's just having a hard time, kind of stepping away from being that child star, and actually getting respected as an adult actress, even though she's done a lot of really good work that should be very much respected. It's just it. It seems like she did a lot of like movies that were. Um, what is it? The Poison Ivy movies? Like, like it seems like she could have, she could have done a lot of like, movies like that where you're just like that just totally fucked you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't want to be Wednesday Adams or the girl from Casper anymore. No one wants to be the girl from Casper anymore. I would be fine being Wednesday Adams. You almost are Wednesday Adams. There's some days. If it wouldn't be a really good, like, 80s band name slash song name, like, you could be called, like, Ginger Wednesday. Fair enough. I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. No, but it I'll sounds accept, like a dead... I'll accept... It sounds like a dead or alive song. It does sound like a dead or alive song. Uh-huh. But no, it's just one of those things where, like, you know what? I get that a lot, actually. I'm Ginger Wednesday Adams with a little dash of Daria in there. A healthy, a healthy, a healthy dash of, of Daria. healthy dose of Daria. Yeah. So, mistakes I made this week, I actually have a few, and one of them you had to witness last week. I totally got addicted to Four Pictures, One Song. Yes. And you said this game would slowly drive you mad. I'm on, like, level... I still don't have it. That's okay. Like I said, I'm on, like, level 35. Luckily, our non-turn is a couple ahead of me, so if I get really stuck on something, he can help me. But that game, every time I unlock a new level, I'm just sitting there doing it until I'm done. There's... How many songs level, like... 15, 20? I mean, is it like a significant number per level, or...? No, it's not that many. I think it's like maybe 12. Oh, okay. They're pretty short. Okay. They're pretty but short. a lot of levels? Uh, they just added five new ones, so we're up to 55 levels now. Jesus fuck. 
However, the problem is, while I got done waiting, while I was waiting for them to unlock a couple more levels for me, because I refused to actually pay for shit, I will just wait it out. Yeah. I started playing this game called True False. Fucking did all the levels on that one. And then I got True False US Edition, did all the fucking levels on that one. I'm like, God damn it. Because I only like puzzle games. See, and I've been playing, I've, uh, I got sucked into, um, if you've been following us on Facebook or Twitter, um, uh, huge uh, downturn in terms of uh, tweet activity or online presence because I started playing uh, Plants vs. Zombies 2. That's right. And totally. fell really like, I have gotten, there's 40 stars per level, mm-hmm. and you can just outright beat the level, it doesn't matter how many stars you get. Um, You've gotten obsessed with getting all the stars. I've yeah, I beat all. I beat uh, Egypt, all the uh, pirates, and Old West. Um, so I'm at the point where I'm waiting for the update with the future episode. Um, and then I've gotten all the stars from Egypt, and I'm like, I think halfway done with pirates. But some of the pirate challenges are fucking ridiculous. So yes, I got sucked into that. So I'm like, wow, I'm playing this game. It's taking over bits of my life, and it has no point. Admittedly, it is a Welcome nice to having a smartphone. Like I said, I love it has a brain teaser, and I only like puzzle games, and I'm you know out thinking things, which is what I like. But still, god damn it, I can't believe I let this happen. Oh yeah. The other one is, you know, you can tell it's going to be a bad day when you can't find your deodorant. Still have Especially no idea where it is. It's it's been hot. It's been really hot. Luckily, I have a backup. You've been still, a stinky pee. No, I have a backup. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna say, but still. You, you can tell it. It's not going to be a good day when you can't find your fucking deodorant. Still haven't fucking now, found it. Now, do you wear deodorant or do you wear deodorant plus antiperspirant? I wear deodorant because I don't want to get Alzheimer's because the antiperspirant has aluminum in it. Is that why I said the like 47 times in a row? Because I use antiperspirant? Possibly. I forgot the rest of my sentence. Yeah. Also, truth be told, with me, it's kind of the a... The cigarettes are offsetting that, though. It's kind of a lost cause simply because it has been really, really hot and I do work in a kitchen, so I'm going to be sweating one way or the other yeah so it's more that I hope I don't smell like I'm going to knock you down from 40 yards oh just wait till you see the new Futurama great I actually do have one more mistake I made this week and it's kind of a funny one as I was gathering up my laundry to spend an entire day doing it because everything in my entire apartment needed to be cleaned I found a pair of socks that weren't mine I did originally track down, I did finally track down their origin, but still, not my socks in my apartment. That's fucking creepy. Fiance socks? They were his. Okay, yes, they well, were that's, not, socks. that's not weird. It's a little weird. Mostly because I'm doing laundry and I'm like, what the fuck happened that there are socks that aren't mine in my apartment? The, I was going to say, the truth behind them was very innocent. He just left them behind when he was over here the other day. Yeah. But still, it's just one of those, what the hell? Not my socks. No, I'll tell you what's fucking weird. I'll I'll beat you on that one. Okay. Not that this is a game. Oh, kind of is. Um, it's like when I lost moving it. moving uh, and packing up like just throwing like all my clothes in like trash bags to move. Yeah. And then uh, when I'm unpacking into a new place, realize that I found one sock from an ex girlfriend from like three years ago. And then not knowing what to do with that sock. Throw it away. I kept it. I'm weird. I don't like... I don't... It's not like I'm making a shrine. It just stays in the back of a drawer. But I'm like... Throw it away. All right. You're right. You did beat me on that one. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Do you have any mistakes that you, that you made this week? Yeah, I just admitted I kept an ex-girlfriend's sock for four years. Um, and since uh, she listens, uh, Charlotte, if you'd like your sock back, I can mail that to you if you'd like. Throw the sock away! <laughs> I guarantee you she's probably thrown its mate away a long time ago. She could be a sock hoarder. I don't know that. I saw your apartment when you guys lived together. Yeah, neither of us were hoarders. There we go. I mean, I got a lot of collectibles, but that's about as far as it goes. That's not hoarding. There's a difference between collecting and hoarding. And it normally comes around the first dead animal. No. No dead animals. Exactly. Not even in a, you know... Taxidermy? Yeah, I'm trying to think of... I, 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 I almost screwed up her name. Jennifer Lawson? Lawson. I was going to say Lawrence. No, it's Lawson. Yeah, and I knew you'd catch me. I was going to say, now I love a collection of taxidermy animals. Of course you do. They're dressed up like people. Come on. Okay, so we are actually almost out of time. We have our last thing on the whiteboard, which is social contract asshole. Social contract asshole. I know I'm in for a doozy when I have friends or acquaintances, or I, I think I was talking to you off the air about a boss, yeah, who starts sentences with, sentences with, I'm not racist, but... Whenever anybody says that, you know you're about to hear some of the most racist shit you have ever heard. And it's horrible. And I had... I, one time, I had a boss. She uh, started sentences with, I'm not racist, but... Went, oh lord, I'm in for a treat. And told me the story. Never once revealed the, the, the person of the, of the person she was bitching about. And I went, you didn't even have to preface that. Why would At you no say point that? was it... Re- yeah, it's like... He was just being an asshole. It was really funny because she says that, and then she doesn't say what the guy's race is, which makes me think inside her head she's saying a lot of really bad racial slurs. Oh, yes. I think she... She's the kind of person where she's like, I can make black jokes because I saw an episode of Martin. Like, it's... Or I saw a Tyler Perry movie. I guess would be a more contemporary reference. Um, not dead. But, uh, it, she's, she's like that, where she doesn't, she, she doesn't realize, like, what she's saying and how offensive it could be, and it's, uh, just weird because, uh, one of her children, the oldest, is like, yeah, my mom's kind of racist, and I'm like, I'm glad that you're, like, not okay with that. Like, just, you know, like, I think that makes you a better person. I realize that stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. But why do you have to bring race into it? Most of the time, it happens to be because of location or economic level. It's not necessarily race. I think it just... It, it's just a desensitization of, of stereotypes where... You know... I'm not, I don't think... I, 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 I consider myself an extremely tolerant. Uh, and... Uh, uh, and accepting person. I'm tolerant of society. I'm not tolerant of individuals. That's a good distinction. Um, but I think it's just people like being accepting like stereotype stereotypes stereotypes as fact. <laughs> Way to live up to the stereotype. And then yeah. not and then it's like but they just keep going. They're like, well, if that's okay, then kind of the floodgate opens, and you're you like, have a point. You have a point going to say, the floodgate opens, and then you get I'm not racist, but, and a bunch of racist-ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, 
And really, if Asians were that bad of drivers, we'd hear about it on the news. It'd be news. Because they'd be killing like five people a day. Like, they can't be that bad of drivers. They really can't be. It's one of those things where somebody said something once and everybody accepted it as fact and it wasn't fact. It's like this weird social membrane of like Wikipedia where it's like, it's just open to public. It's uh, the everybody knows that and then people just accept it as everybody knowing it. And that's, okay, I think that would be worse. I think it's, it's almost worse saying everybody knows that dot 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 as opposed to saying I'm not racist but. It's the same thing. It's the same, exactly, but it's like, but at least there's a... Uh, maybe not an apologetic context to to the latter, but to the former, it's just accepted as a fact that African Americans talk during movies, or Asians are bad drivers, or or whatever. Jews are frugal. Um, you say frugal, and that sounds positive. You should have just said stingy. Stingy. I'm sorry. Well, it's just um, frugal has a positive. Or or they have they it. have big noses, which I always loved that because. Uh, uh, being, I'm just going to tell you, Eugene Marmon, everybody knows that Jews are genetically sneaky. That's interesting. I didn't know a fact could be racist. <laughs> exactly! Ex Thank you, Eugene Merman. Um, it's just, I, I just don't understand. I, 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 like, we're at, especially like right, specifically right now, where we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington, and it's just like... And it's been, and it's actually been very interesting because Fox News has been very quiet uh, with all of this, like, which is very Fox weird. Fox News, Ugh. which is very weird because you know, you know, like, there are people on Fox News where their heads are gonna explode, like the guy from Scanners. Like they're just, it's just building up to this horrible mass, and they just want to be like. All you marched for. Say, all their all their repressed comments are slowly forming a tumor in the middle of their yeah. It's, it's just yeah, and uh, oh, it's just you can see the seams in their skulls start to bulge like angry veins, and you just know they're just they're just waiting to like just scream like welfare, like you know like they're just waiting to it's scream. It's gonna pop out in some horrific. I was gonna say horrific brain racist vomit. Oh yeah, it it's just it's gonna and it you know it's just. They're just gonna start screaming like some kind of weird Paula Dean Tourette's. Like oh, you're right. It is gonna explode in some terrible Paula Dean Tourette's. It absolutely. It's oh. it's just it's just gonna fall out of their skull one day. Like the minute this week is over. Like do you know what I mean? Or like maybe they're quiet for February because it's African American Month, and then like March. You can't say Black History Month. That's what it's called. It's Black History Month. What did I say? African American? Yeah. Did I say that? Okay, black black history, that's fine with me. You know I have an Uncle Tom, that's really weird some days. I have an Uncle Tom too. That's pretty funny. Does he have a cabin? No, he does mine not. Mine does. <laughs> no, mine does not. He he lives And in he's like one of the whitest guys you know. Mine too. Like I said, he lives in Cleveland with his uh, wife and four sons and Yeah, but Cleveland's NASA. black. Works Yeah, actually there's some really really had parts of Cleveland. I, I meant like from Family Guy. That so, was awkward silence. I was gonna say so. But I think that's our wrap up point. And we're out. And we're out.
Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Nice to meet you. Really? No. Well, we have some questions we'd like to ask you. I would be happy to answer them, if I were capable of feeling. Rose Tyler of London, England asks, How do you deal with competition in the workplace? I think competition in the workplace is a good thing. It breeds a healthy amount of productivity and creativity. Unless you have to deal with assholes like Johnny Snow, Captain Cold, Killer Frost, Icicle, and Icicle Jr. And don't get me started on chill blame. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!